Hey, you guys, it is my leak here. Today is Friday, May 20th. My birthday has come and gone. Um, my birthday was Sunday. Um, it has been a crazy past couple weeks, months. I feel like I can't even believe it's May already, and that May is almost over. Um, I'm back today with just a Q&A podcast like this. There's no business here today, but we are talking, you know, regular life stuff that I think you will appreciate. Um, if you want to ask me questions, you can go to my website. My website is mytaughtyou.com and there's a tab that says, ask me anything. Um, we do have, I know journals, we, the very first learn more to or learn more to earn more journal. We are almost out of that. So if you don't have it, I would suggest getting it because that for real, I'm not getting any more. The only reason why I ended up buying, getting more of those is because some kind of way we accidentally turned on that product and we had sold some. So I had to order more. Um, this is my year. I've got some fun stuff coming up with that. Like I like to sort of evaluate my year at the end of the year and around my birthday. So I will be back with a now that I'm 37 podcast and a sort of evaluation of where I feel like I am now, but that's not going to be this one, but, um, hopefully in the next few podcasts, I'll be able to do that. Uh, what else do we have going on? Oh yes. Uh, I believe that there were going to be more mugs ordered for the site. I did see an email saying that, and I will follow up, but check the site out, check the store out. And, um, I have a lot of summer appearances. So if you want to come meet me, I want to meet you, um, check out my site. And it, I think it's find me. The find me tab has where I'm going to be. I know I've got Memphis coming up. I've got DC. I haven't been to DC since I was 18. Um, DC coming up. I'm always in New York. So, um, and I've even got an Atlanta event next week. So go to my site. Um, and I'd love to see you without further ado, I'm going to get into these questions and answer them. So first question, my leak, as I'm truer to myself and my goals, connecting with my friends that aren't driven slash goal oriented has been draining. I feel guilty because they haven't done anything to me, but I prefer to be around ambitious, possible, positive people in my spare time. What's the best way to peacefully transform your inner circle? Um, this one really moved me because I feel like I remember feeling this way at around the age 25. It's tough as you, you know, I am assuming that you are a younger person and it's like as you start sort of growing up and growing out of your childhood friends, it's like all of a sudden the people who you used to be able to ride bikes with and, you know, play games with, you find that you can't really live life with. And it's tough because like you said, they didn't do anything to you, but now all of a sudden, you know, you're looking like, this is not cool. And like, I, I'll tell you, when I first, um, when I first graduated college, my first job was a part-time job. And then after a year, I managed to get a full-time job. And honey, this full-time job kicked my butt. I mean, like, I think I tried to go out and hang out and like party with my friends, like on a weekday one time. And like the next day I was like, I will never do that again because the phone 
rang off the hook. Like my boss just demanded so much of me that my lifestyle went from like, I mean, I had a lot of fun in my early twenties. Trust me when I tell you a lot of fun, but as I started to like grow up and started to take my career more to start to decide that I wanted to have a career and take it serious. I was like, I got to get sleep because you know, if I don't, I am going to, I'm not going to make it. So there did come a time when it got difficult and like I, my friends would call me, you know, call me at work and be like, Hey, we're going, we hanging out at Fridays tonight. And I was just like, girl, I can't, you know? And I think that not going sort of turned some of the friends, you know, they just stopped calling me after a while. Like when you start to say no, so many times, then people start to, you know, they start to not invite you. And like, so these are my tips that I had. The first thing I had is to find new friends. You know, um, I had never had the kind of friends ever in my life uh, until I like started working at this job at this PR agency. And I became friends with um, like some friends that a girl who worked at People Magazine, who's my really good friend who I was just in Jamaica with not too long ago. And the other girl that was with us, Tamara, she used to be Star Jones's manager back in the day. And so, and that was her friend. And so I met her through them and it's like, okay, these girls are hustling. And then all of a sudden we'd start hanging out from work. And then our friend Dana, who was working at Nickelodeon, then she started hanging out and showing up, you know? And then from there, Denise, who was at VH1, she, she started coming around. And then Caroline, who was at ICM and before we knew it before I knew it I just belonged to a group of girls that were getting down and you know when you start making these new friends that are going to connect you with other friends um they're going to naturally take up more of your time and that's kind of just what happened is that my new friends that started introducing me to more of their friends it, it came to a point where, you know, a couple nights a week I was getting together with them and we were doing like things, networking things that were in, you know, in our wheelhouse. And I just didn't have the time. Um, so my inner circle started to transform naturally. And it's like, it's not this abrupt or jarring thing. Like you don't have to say anything. Um, you just have to sort of move on or move forward. You don't need to give a speech. You don't need to, you don't even need to like, I think sometimes we get caught up in being like, we want all of our friends to do what we're doing or to go where we're going. And when our friends are not as ambitious as we are, we start to judge them. And so it's not our place to do that because excuse me, everybody sort of grows through life differently. You notice I didn't say go through life, grows through life differently. And so people get to different places at different times. And so I just think that, you know, focusing on your new circle um, is the best way to peacefully transform it and not to worry about, you know, the people who are around you that aren't doing those. Now, when it comes to being draining, like you just have to clip people who are draining, like, you know, you don't have time for it. And if somebody is kind of sucking the life out of you, you just don't spend time with them. And if they, you know, call you or text you and they want to hang out, you know, you're busy, you're busy hanging out with your new friends. Okay, I got another question here. Hi, my league. Hello, L. Two questions. I'm 23, own a business. When I saw that, I'm like, 23, own a business. Okay, girl. 
um, work in my industry and I feel I am the most successful one out of all my friends. How important is it now to surround myself with smarter, more successful people? How do I go forward? Also, if you only had a thousand dollars to invest, where would you put it? Um, so I said, if you want to continue to grow, you should spend time with people who are going to stretch you. I think that, um, I just told you about all those friends that I had. I met those girls when I was in my twenties and all of them were doing things that were incredibly inspiring. Um, I think that today everybody's trying to look for this blueprint and it's just like, well, I need to be doing this. I need to be doing that. And it's more about, um, instead of them being smarter or more successful because success is like real, like success is personal. Like a lot of people consider themselves successful, but they may not be successful to you. But I think more than anything, they should be kind. You should be surrounding yourself with kind human beings. You should be surrounding yourself with people who are going to support you. You should, um, ask yourself, do they inspire you? Do they motivate you? Do they check on you? You know, um, my very best friend, is just opened a third salon and started a business like while he had a full-time job. And so I am consistently, um, spending time with people who are doing, doing well, you know, it's like, I am naturally attracted to people who, who do well. And I think more than anything, because I am naturally curious, like I'm curious. I love people. I love the human story. Um, I love to be, I love to see people win because it motivates me. Like I'm the kind of person that I'm like, if you, I feel like when you win, I feel like I slightly won too, just by knowing you like by default, even on the outside, even if I just, even if I just get to sit in the passenger seat, we got a car, you know what I mean? So that's the kind of person you have to be. Um, as far as a thousand dollars, a thousand dollars for me today is a lot different than it would be for me at 23. So I decided that I was going to answer this as my 23 year old self. And if I had a thousand dollars, which I don't know if I ever had one whole thousand dollars at one whole time, um, post-college, but let's just say I did. Um, if I was 23 and I had a thousand dollars to invest, I would invest in myself. Um, I take a class, I take an experiential trip. Um, I would do something that was going to experience expose me and broaden my horizons because that is what I have found to be you know sort of an issue when it comes to younger adults is that they just haven't seen enough and they haven't done enough and so I think instead of trying to take that money and try to make it make more money I think if you put it back into yourself you will eventually um, have have the value I guess to to make that back Um, when I was young in my early 20s, I took a sign language class um, at night. I don't know why, but I just felt like I wanted to. So I took ASL, American Sign Language. Um, I also took drawing. Um, I used to feel like I was only able to draw stick figures. So I just took a drawing class at night at a junior college. Um, so those are some of the things that I would do. I, another thing that I would can think about doing is use, use that money to treat some really important people to some really nice dinners, like those $200 dinners. Like there's just something about taking someone that you love, care about, appreciate, um, or someone that you just want to be better connected to, to a really nice meal, like nice meals go a long way. So 
that's how I would spend the money. And good luck to you. Next question. My job offered me a promotion two days before the person I'm replacing left. I barely had training since I only had two days with her. And I find the processes in my new department to be unorganized and unstructured. It's been three weeks now and I keep making mistakes and messing up. I feel discouraged. Any advice? Absolutely. Number one, you need to speak up. Um, if two days of training wasn't enough for you, then you need to tell somebody that it wasn't enough for you and that you need more training. Are there other people at your job who have done this? If there is, or if there are, then you need to schedule some lunch, schedule a lunch. You need to come in early or you need to stay late and you need to ask them. Um, you likely, you may need to spend some extra time at work, like before or after hours and figure it out. Like you may not get it during the business of the day. And I think that some people don't realize that is that if you take a step up and you don't get it all of a sudden, which is natural, you're going to have to invest more time until you get it. So spend more time so you may have to stay late or you may have to come in really early and keep working on it until you get it you may need to come in on the weekends and get it more organized you may need to come uh, come in on the weekends and and work on the structure and then propose that to your manager like you just have to be proactive about it you I'm sorry I understand that you feel discouraged but there's something that you can do and these are some things that you can do um you are new so it's natural to have growing pain. So you're going to make mistakes. You're going to mess up. It's only been three weeks with two days of training, girl. Give yourself a break. Um, make sure that you have a conversation with someone. You know, if someone has pulled you to the side and talked to you about it, just let them know what you're going through. And also let them know that you're going to take some extra steps to make sure that um, you step it up if this is what you truly want to be doing. Next question. Hi, my leak. Thank you for your service to us. You are very welcome. I have been tremendously blessed and encouraged by them. To my point, I'm a 29 year old woman raising a seven year old girl. I am not a college graduate. How can I be competitive in the job market? I am feeling so defeated. And honestly, I am very scared. Help. So my first thing is like, what are you very scared for? Like that is the biggest problem to me is that you are very scared. The fear, the fear is going to paralyze you beyond belief when all you really have to do is just get into action. So plenty of people have succeeded without a college degree. You've got Will Smith. You've got Jessica Alba, who now has a $250 million company. You've got Anna Wintour um, of Vogue, who didn't finish college or high school. Rachel Ray, Oprah Winfrey, Ellen, Ellen DeGeneres. Coco Chanel. And if you guys haven't seen um, the, uh, what is it? Coco Before Chanel movie. It's, it has all subtitles, but it is very, very interesting. And I think you'll fall in love with Coco Chanel, but there are plenty of people who are succeeding without um, college degrees. And I understand that you, I don't know if you're a single parent, but I just, since you said that, I assume that you were, but you can something very simple that I did when I looked at this question is Google how to be competitive in the job market. Um, first thing it says is go back to school. So is there a way that you can go back to school either online on the weekends or something like that? If not, you can get a certificate. Like, is there something that you can do? You can improve your skills. You can work for free so that you can learn how to do some other things. But more than anything, you can also practice your interview skills. I have a podcast that's titled why you're not getting the job 
have. And I just find that so many people don't really know how to interview. And so you have to get in the game. Do not let yourself be paralyzed by fear. Get in the game. Do what you need to do to become competitive and then compete. So it's just like that is what you need to do because it just is. Um, next question. Hi, Malik. How do you deal with friends who act like they work harder than everyone else and their problems are bigger than everyone else's? Trying to manage a relationship with one of my girlfriends who acts like this. Her life isn't as comfortable as it used to be. And I see this attitude come out. I started cracking up when I read this. Like, did one of my friends write this question to me? Um, I don't know if I actually work harder, but I think I do. I think I work harder than a lot of people and my problems tend to feel larger than everyone else's most days. So I don't know why that just felt like it applied to me a little bit. With that being said, um, that's not something that people should bring into their friendships all the time. I know like when we, we have our friends and we want to, you know, be able to vent and, and whatnot. And sometimes things get the best of us. But a couple suggestions that I had was, um, I don't know why I feel like I, may have like heartburn or indigestion it's like I can't I didn't eat all day today I had a um photo shoot and I just ate like my first meal like an hour or two ago and I'm pretty sure I scarfed it down so like I'm trying to do this podcast but like I feel like oh my god indigestion my bad um but back to this maybe you guys make a vow to not talk about work or any life issues so that you can have a good time when you're together you know be like all right girl these next 24 hours, we not just no problems, no this, no that. We're only talking about the good times. Um, take her to volunteer at a homeless shelter or go do something um, with lesser privilege to help her get some pers- perspective on her problems. You know, sometimes at, sometimes um, our friends need us to help them out. Like I remember when I first, first started Curlbox and I was kind of just like going through it like the first few months like the first six months were kicking my butt I was getting beat up on Twitter I was just getting beat up everywhere and one of my girlfriends kept suggest suggesting that I try therapy and I remember just thinking like nah like I got this you know I've made it this far like I'm good I don't need you to like tell me anything but she suggested it and then I had another friend who was kind of like a business advisor who I think I had started complaining to pretty much every day. And he finally just said to me, you know, I feel like you have the kind of problems that friends can't solve. And I think that you need to seek some professional help. And I can tell you that I've been in therapy ever since. And so sometimes it's easy to want to dismiss our friends, you know, but if we are friends, how do we help them? So if you are tired of just listening to her, imagine how she feels living it. And maybe you should say that to her. Um, I'm worried that you're getting buried by your problems. How can I help you? You know, like be there for your friend um, versus like dismissing them or, you know, I notice you're being a little bit snippy. You get a little snippy every time we talk about this and that. So figuring out a way, um, Figuring out a way to, you know, you said she's your friend, figuring out a way to help your friend um, put some perspective on her problems. Next question. Hi, my league. Hello, girlfriend. I am an unmarried operations manager with no kids. 
One of my employees calls in or asks to leave early often because of her kids. I hate to sound apathetic, but I'm having a hard time understanding. It seems as if she's always calling in when it's busy. Um, all right. So any advice on dealing with this? I do have some. Does she do good work? Like, does this person do good work? And is this person valuable? Like, that is the most important thing that I think that you have to think about when you are employing someone, you know, it's like, do they do good work? Um, Because people like real life is people have children people you know there are other people living their lives in different ways and there is not one way that's better than the other and so I just think that if you you know diversity in life and diversity in business is that we have to learn to um, accommodate and understand a plethora of lifestyles I just feel this way so if she does good work is there a way to help her schedule so that she can be a mother and still make a living you know I think about my mom I think about a lot I think about her mom and I just think you know trying to put myself in the shoes of my mom got married at 18 had my brother at 19 had me at 23 and I just think about the fact that she needed to she needed to work and but she also we got sick there were many things that happened and so it's just something to think about also I have one mother on my curl box team that works with me and she's amazing like she's so good that and she she's so good at what she does and she also wants to be a good mother and so she takes her kids to school every morning she makes sure that she's home when when they get when they get home from school and so I do my best to work around her schedule because I want for her to feel good about the kind of parent that she is and by doing that she does even better work for for me and with me and we've been working together for Oh my goodness, I would say six or seven years now, probably even longer. And so I just think that, you know, it doesn't hurt to consider um, the other side of things. This is our last question. Malik, how do you approach networking with the opposite sex? I connected with a great resource through my university and met up for afternoon lunch two times in a very public public place. He just welcomed his second child with his wife just months ago, yet I received a HRU, which means how are you text at 9 p.m. Made me uncomfortable a bit. What do you think? So my thing is, is that as a woman in business, always keep it professional, especially when it comes to men. I said that after I graduated college and I entered the workforce, I was just like, I don't care how tempted how tempting this gets I'm going to stay professional so um staying professional means that you respond to texts during business hours and you do things in business hours like he it could have been harmless but it made you uncomfortable um I say keeping it all above uh, you know keeping it all above the table and doing things during the day, responding to texts during the day and keeping it focused on business is the best way to network with the opposite sex. But I will say this, every now and then you will be tested um, and you just cannot respond to that kind of stuff because I do feel like men sometimes and women will fish to see if you're going to take the 
I'm married and miserable, miserable, but miserable bait. Oh my God. I'm married and miserable bait. Don't bother. Um, as I was thinking about this, as I was reading this and you are in school and you're young, it made me think of Tina Fey's has this prayer that I, I can't remember where I read it, but, um, it was this line in her prayer, a mother's prayer for its daughter. And it says this, and write this down. If you guys have your Maitachi journals or any lovely journal, I want you to write this down and I'm going to repeat it twice. I'm going to repeat it. May she be beautiful, but not damaged for it's the damage that draws the creepy soccer coach's eye, not the beauty. So I'm going to read it again and say, may she be beautiful, but not damaged for it's the damage that draws the creepy connector, creepy professor, creepy coworker, creepy whoever. It's that that draws his eye and not the beauty. And so just be careful that sometimes people will search us. They will search us down, find our cracks and damage, and then be a mirror to us, you know, and I have starred in that movie, like I've starred in that movie before, maybe I'll do a deeply vulnerable podcast about how um, I used to get caught up in that kind of stuff that that vulnerable nine o'clock, how are you text when ain't nobody else texting you when he knows that, you know, or assuming that there's no guy texting and checking on you. And so, um, if you feel uncomfortable, then you don't need him as a connection either. You know what I mean? It's just like, there are so many connections that you're going to make. You are so young. Um, there are way more people that you need to get to know and work with. And if somebody's a creep and they don't make you feel good then you just need to keep it moving, delete, moving on. And you don't even have to have a conversation with it. You just move on. So Anywho, that's it for me. Thank you guys so much. Thank you for also um, checking out the business series podcast that I'm doing with FreshBooks. And if you want to try FreshBooks, you can. FreshBooks.com backslash my taught you. Um, 30-day trial for free. No credit card. Check it out. I love it. Bye.